everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are up to number 95. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Tom, and somewhere is Neil. Say hi, Neil. Everyone knows where I am by now. Lovely Skokie, Illinois. So if anyone wants to come come see me, you, you know where I am. Yeah. Everyone has sent something at this point. I think they, actually most everyone has our actual mailing address, if not our phone number, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's no point in hiding by now, man. We've been on this uh, 95th episode, so, you know. Exactly. It, you know, we're too old and beat up to stalk at this point. No one's really, <laughs> no one's really doing that. So, of course, you could you could reach us, uh, email punktilidice77 at gmail, and, of course, you can find us, Podcast. On Facebook, we've been getting a lot of messages lately, and honestly, we've been getting so many messages and emails that it's going to require, regarding the regarding the podcast wars, that that will be its own episode, which we'll probably record soon. So, yeah. And remember to join the group as well. we got a fun Facebook group that just started, so it's jump on that. Drunken, Eng- drunken Englishmen posting at 4 o'clock in the morning pictures of their records. And drunken it's Japanese good. guys, too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a good time. <laughs> yep. So anyway, we are, we are here with a guest who's actually not too far from you, Neil. Her name is Kendra Sheets. She is the publisher. She is the editor of Bad Copy, and she is she runs a PR firm called Type A PR. So, if you ran like a newspaper, Kendra, we would say you're like the publisher or the the editor. I mean, is, is that the same thing we would refer to it when it's like online? I just prefer the title Queen. <laughs> is that right? Sure, that works. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and, 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 and her favorite saying is "off of their heads" or or "let them eat cake," something like that, right? Definitely cake. We the need queen. to make yeah. sure everyone's being fed. The queen is exactly. not amused. You can say that one too. That's a good one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, the queen. The queen has actually been in the news quite a lot lately, but I haven't heard your grandchildren acting up quite as badly as the. Uh, <laughs> family seems to be right. Don't even get me started on this nonsense. Yeah. It's well, that a separate we'll, episode. We'll see. Yeah, we'll save that for another show for me to go uh, off on those people. Good. That'll be good. So, so Ken and I, it's, the funny thing is, we actually met in Milwaukee uh, maybe three years ago or something. I think that's about right. Yeah. He's third Dummerfest, right? Third, maybe the third one. I think so. Who's kidding? What I was, was going <laughs> to say, but the funny thing is, we met in Milwaukee. And then we ran into each other again in Grand Rapids mm-hmm. a, a year, uh, had to be a couple years ago, right? Not, last year was just like voided out. Yeah, um, 2020 is a just giant question mark. I'm in Chicago all the time and we've never crossed paths in Chicago, ironically. Yeah, it's because I don't exist here. I'm always somewhere else. Are you still kind of, I mean, it's it's got to be weird in the city. You know, I, I live sort of suburban-like, so I think this last year has probably been a little less affected for the than people who live in the city. So how's how's the last year of city life been treating you? Are you okay? Or are you ready to beat someone to death? No, I'm fine. Um, I I actually, from what I've seen, because I've um, picked up some new hobbies in the quarantine times, and I've been doing some um, longer distance road trip drives around the Midwest. And from what I've seen, I feel like the city is a lot safer than some of the smaller areas, um, smaller towns that I've seen throughout, like, Oh, I don't want to call anyone out, but Central Illinois, Iowa, Northwest Indiana. <laughs> Whereabouts in Central Illinois did you get to? Oh, um, there's lots of different places. Um, there's mostly like smaller type towns. Um, I, I rekindled a love of urban exploring, so um, I don't want to drop too many locations because no, I'm not fine. supposed to be there. <laughs> oh, well, I, I know when I was down in Champaign-Urbana, I always found it interesting that people would come in from all the surrounding towns 
to go into the big metropolis of Champagne Havana. Yes. That always that always tickled me that they thought that yeah. was like a big city, you know. <laughs> it's it's always interesting to find that where um I, I was born and raised in South Bend, Indiana, um outside Chicago, about ninety miles. Yeah, yeah. And mm. uh, it it was way too small for me since I think. I was probably, you know, in the womb. Um, I was ready to go as soon as I possibly could. And uh, it was always, it's interesting now to see that it as one of the larger cities in Northwest Indiana, the people will um, come from the surrounding areas, even like the Southern part of Michigan, because we're right off on the border. And they'll come into South Bend because we have so many things going for us. And which was shock to me because at 17, you couldn't get me out of that town fast enough. Yeah, yeah completely understand <laughs> that. Yeah. It's funny. Our first time we left the state when all this was going on, we needed to get a tennis racket for my son. Who, so he's a pretty serious player. So you don't really just want to order something online. Mm hmm. So we actually went down to Mishawaka, right oh, by yeah. South Bend, because that's where the malls and stuff are at. Because uh -huh. so then we could go to like Dick's Sporting Goods and he could actually, you know, touch the rackets. Right. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it is funny. So that's two hours for us. We have much bigger metropolises here, but they weren't open. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 been a strange year, no question about it. So I was actually that was what I was going to ask you. I was wondering if you were a Chicago native, but you're not. You so you're from. From South Bend, a beautiful yeah. uh, Notre Dame, home of Notre Dame University. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did when you move to Chicago? Like, did you go to college in Chicago, or did you just no. move out, like, after college? Or when did you head, head down there? Uh, my mom was born and raised in the city, and so we spent, like, every weekend, basically. Like, in my youth, we were always coming to Chicago. And mm. uh, when I was in high school, I ended up, in senior year, moving to a suburb of Chicago to finish off my last year of high school, um, before getting the hell out of the Midwest um, and <laughs> moving to the West Coast. I spent 10 years in Los Angeles um, and then came back here. And kind of it was a kind of a weird family situation, kind of shocked to the system, didn't think I'd ever come back. And when I did, I was like, what the hell was I doing out there for so long? This is way better over here, but don't tell anyone I said that. And now I'm just really leaning into this Midwest Chicago thing. <laughs> I thought you were saying, now I'm ready to go back to the West Coast where oh, the weather is always no. Nice. <laughs> no <laughs> offense to anyone out there, but like, yeah. mm -mm, not for me anymore. Maybe it, well, when in my 20s, it made a lot of sense. Not in my 30s. Definitely not in my 40s, I'm assuming. Well, it's it's funny, you know, because the mid, us we Midwesterners do have a certain attitude that I don't think you could fully understand unless you grew up here. Yeah. You know, I, and he, I Neil and I have actually talked about this since he's like a Midwest transplant. But, you know, like when we talk about, oh, you know, when we were kids, we drove to Minneapolis. He's like, well, how far is that? I'm like, well, it's like 12 hours. There's like <laughs> there's like no point in England that you can drive to to another point in England that's 12 hours. No, I think you could, I think you could drive the length of the country twice in 12 hours. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so, so it's just we have our we have our quirks. We're very practical, sturdy people, you know. Wow. Tom. And, uh, practical and sturdy. That's that's uh, quite the compliment, my friend. When I, you know, when it was time for me to take a wife, when it was Svel time for me to take a wife, and I sexy. Look for take a wife. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you have to go out at the barn with your damn pitchforks on. Exactly. So how does a so how does a kid growing up when you did? I, I assume you kind of came of age in the two thousands. How do you end up getting into punk rock, Kendra, in South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> the bustling metropolis of South Bend. <laughs> um, I mean, so records. I mean, there's one record store in like Mishawaka, and it sucks so bad. Is it Orbitz? <laughs> I think that's what it's called. 
I don't yes, remember. Uh, it's next to Dick's. <laughs> wow, she's naming names and shaming the record store. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Be better if you want people to like you. <laughs> they had two punk records when I was there. I bought them both. Um, well, now they got nothing. Thanks. <laughs> actually, they had a super annoying thing where they must have got college radio station like rejects. Oh, God. So I found a copy of this DRI record that's highly collectible that I would have given half my pinky for. Yeah. But it had, the, it had the college call letters written across literally like half the cover. Oh, oh no! I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. But oh. anyway, I die. I digress. But anyway, how did you how did you get into rock growing up there? Um. Well, I never. I'm an only child, so I never had the the um, older brother slash sister got me into this that almost every single one of my friends had. So I think it was kind of like a weird sponge effect from the people I was spending time with. Um. When I was in probably seventh or eighth grade, there was that, and it, this is sounds so stupid and trite but like there is not another way to put this um there was this kind of feeling amongst a number of kids in my grade that we didn't really fit in with all the other kids we weren't of their class we weren't you know it's not like we were like really terrible we weren't like you know i mean maybe we were trying to smoke some cigarettes in like seventh grade but like we wasn't crazy (laughs) i mean we weren't like getting blitzed behind the bleachers or anything at like 11 and 12 but like we started to notice that um just just kind of like weird personality stuff we didn't want to be part of the group we didn't really want to do the sports thing you know just the basic you know punk rock shit that everyone has when they talk about it and um so i think uh some of the friends some of the friends had brothers and sisters and they had like bad religion albums um You know, we kind of heard, I think around that time, Blink-182 had Enema the State out. I know I heard some songs off Dude Ranch after way after it came out, right before Enema came out. Um, so unfortunately, that was like a big, <laughs> unfortunately now with my scene cred. Because you're so young, we'll let you slide. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I remember very specifically for like my own acquiring, it was like right around the Napster time. So like... I was downloading a bunch of shit that I, you know, taking six days to download like one bad religion song, but uh, I'm so stoked when I got new America. Oh my God, the whole song. <laughs> like, but um, I remember, I think the first actual physical acquisition of something was either um, at, a, at a mall, like probably pick something up. You know, I, parents gave me some money, go shopping at the mall on a Friday. And I ended up with a parental advisory album. Then I hid it from them. I said, I bought nothing but a juice or whatever. Um, <laughs> Or um, I definitely know that I went to the South Bend Public Library downtown and uh, they had a Social D album mm. and um, shit, what else? There were at least two or three. Also, can I can cuss on this, right? Oh, you hell yeah. Say whatever you want. Okay, good. <laughs> Fuck yes. Just making sure. Let us continue. Neil <laughs> can't, can't stop cursing. I'm trying to do a family <laughs> show here, but he can't stop cursing, so it's all right. <laughs> it was definitely Social D. Um, some other heavy hitters, like, you know, basic, you know, grandfathers of the scene type shit. And I ended up coming home and burning those in CDs because that dates me a little bit, too. Um, hold, and it hold, just hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't let that slide. Grandfathers of the scene? Is, is that my new well, nickname? Like, no. <laughs> You're more like a great grandfather, pal. Thanks, mate. Aww. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I, I got you off topic there. No, that's okay. That was pretty much it. So basically, it was just kind of like a... 
a slow escalation from there. And when I got into high school, it just run off the rails. <laughs> and, um, then there was just, uh, just like a snowballing effect with the accessibility of music, um, outside of Napster, um, and then meeting more and more people at high school as kind of my world opened up, um, going to this like larger public high school, um, meeting people who, you know, like very similar things, um, you know, kind of getting with a whole new group of people, um, the whole world just kind of unlocked and it's just been a giant shit show from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I suppose when you got to the West coast, even, I mean, there's such a, so much more of a scene, I'm sure everything even opened up crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of what it was when I was like, I decided it went like 10, I was like, I'm moving to California. I don't need this. Get out of here, South Bend or whatever. And, yeah. um, that was like a thing for a very long time. And uh, my parents were like, if you're going to do that, you need to work for it because we're not going to be able to pay your way. You're not just going to go out there and live on our dime. You got to get into school. And I was like, all right. So I worked really hard in um, um, probably right around seventh, eighth grade, starting like, I got to get in good. I got to get in good and I can get into the AP classes in high school. Like really not punk. Because um, <laughs> if I got into good classes and I got, you know, really great grades, then I knew I could get scholarships and loans. If I could get scholarships and loans, then it would be easier for me to go to the West Coast and I could get the far away from the Midwest, which I thought was like the devil at the time. <laughs> and I remember um, very, very clearly, and I apologize immensely. Um, the one of the last things I said, like when I was leaving, I was like, I'm never going to eat corn again. I hate this fucking place. I love <laughs> corn and I apologize. It's delicious. It is. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Stupid yeah. traumatic childhood, blaming it on corn. I know. I hate, I hate corn fun. the band. How's that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. No Jonathan Davis for me. <laughs> did you? But, did you um, ever? But, go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did you... <laughs> no, you go ahead. See, that's why we, we should use the cameras, right? So we can see each other. Well, I was going to say, did you ever try, like, were you ever, did you ever, like, try playing music or something like that? Or did you I ever, did. did you? I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a band in my senior year of high school, and it's all I ever wanted to do. I was like, because when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be the next Gwen Stefani. And I would sing to the hairbrush uh -huh. in the mirror and fucking get it. And then I realized that like, I took like singing lessons for a while, but I had to like convince my mom that they would have to be more like she, they would only could be more traditional for me to like go. Not that my parents were super strict or anything, but like they weren't going to like sign me up to be the next Ariana Grande. Like they wanted me to like <laughs> learn how to have vocal range. Um, and so that went well for a while. Um, I don't do well with any sort of criticism, even if it's like constructive. And so as soon as the lady was like, here's how to do this. And I was like, ah, no, <laughs> you're the worst and you hate me. And my voice is horrible. And something very similar happened to our band in high school where um, I had picked up playing bass very, very clumsily. Um, just really just to carry out what I could uh, to help these guys who had already kind of formed this band, but needed a bassist. And they're like, we'll teach you how to play. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, and there was one point, and I think it was like our second or third show, um, and the bass thing was going okay. I'm really good at memorizing stuff. So as long as you just don't ask me to do like a solo or something else that I didn't know what to do, I was like, I got this, I got this, hell yeah. But, um, at one of our shows, we ended up uh, doing a little, me um, musical switch where I ended up taking on vocals for one of the songs. And I remember being in this like tiny little, probably pizza joint dive shithole in like, you know, somewhere south of the city, south suburbs, Chicago, and uh, singing to all these like really punk kids, you know, like real punk, like 77 style plaid pants, like, <laughs> you know, the caps and all this shit, but cause it's high school and like everyone has to dress to impress. Um, 
And I remember like two people in the front row, one whispered to the other. And all I could think was, they're making fun of me. I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> I will literally die if one of them like points at me. And I, I finished off the song, but I was like about to cry the whole time. So I realized around that point that like maybe I should just finish off the like couple other shows with the band and kind of be done with it. Because I think I'm too emotional to be that like forward facing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that might not be for you, huh? No, I don't Yikes. think so. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Actually, we we've gone quite a ways already, Neil. Let's 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 take a song break. Yes. And what what is the first song? What is the first song that Kendra picked? Well, she actually picked Beach Bunny, who I got confused by at first because I thought it was Bad Bunny. But let's not go there. So, do you want to hear Beach Bunny first? I don't know Kendra? who Bad That's... Bunny is, Neil. I don't know. I didn't know you were so in tune with the with the mumble rap. You know what? The, the only reason the only reason is because he's on the wrestling now. He's been featured on WWE for the last couple of weeks, so that's the only reason oh, why but... I have any idea who the old Bad Bunny is. So, but anyway, uh, okay. this is Beach Bunny, correct, Kendra? Talk this one in for it us. Is. Okay, who's Beach Bunny? Uh, Beach Bunny is a four-piece band from Chicago. They are very young and very talented. Wow. There you go. Got do they have a record out? They do. Um, they have an LP that came out in, unfortunately, uh, early 2020. Uh, so they only were able to play a slew of shows before everything got shut down. And they just put out a four-song EP in January of this year. Okay. Excellent. So what song are we going to listen to? Uh, this song is called Sports. It's on neither of the two things I just told you. <laughs> is, it a, is it a Huey Lewis cover? <laughs> it is not, unfortunately. That was the name of the album. There was not a track called Sports, Neil. Know your Huey Lewis, please. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad I don't know that, as a matter of fact. But sure. Okay, so we have Beach Bunny with Sports. If you feel lonely, I could be lonely.
about Bad Bunny or Huey Lewis. So there you go. There you, there go. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you uh, how did you get involved with like I, I use the term loosely because I'm also involved with this and I, I think it almost sounds pretentious. But Uh-oh. how did you get into punk journalism? Oh yeah, that is pretentious. <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, I mean, what do you call it? I mean, it's just like you know. I... It, Maybe MRR was right, right? Because MRR had all their, no. like, they call their people who just did reviews and stuff, they call them shit workers. Yeah. Do you mind if we take a step back? Because I think the last time you were talking, you were in Chicago still singing in a band. How did you, <laughs> how did you get to L.A. and why did you, or the West yeah, Coast, right, and, right. And, and, why did, and why did you leave there after 10 years? Because most people they love LA. it out there. Right? <laughs> she didn't say L.A. She's in California. California. Fill in the blanks. Okay. Um, so I went out there for college. Um, ah, okay. I got into college after all those scholarships and loans and working so hard and being such a dork in high school. Um, and um, went out there for school and I never really thought that I would come back. Um, it did open up a lot of things musically. Um, I kind of dabbled in doing some writing um, for different like zines. Um, didn't really go anywhere. But um, it was fine. It was kind of fun. You know, I had a lot of other stuff going on, too. Um, Like, you know, trying to stay alive in a state that (laughs) costs more millions of dollars to live. Um, Sure, sure. But um, in 2012, uh, September, my dad passed away really suddenly. And uh, my mom and I are very, very close. And so um, I came back home um, instantaneously when I found out that there was something wrong. and I just told her as soon as I saw her face that I was like, I'm, I'm moving back. I'm going to live in Chicago. And she's like, no, I can't let you change your life like that. And I was like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> you guys helped me front the bill for 10 years in L.A. It's fine. And I think at that point um, I was 26. So I was kind of aging out of my like I'm dumb and say yes to whatever anyone asked me to do phase of mm. most of the years I was out there. <laughs> Um, I was getting really tired of, um, a lot of the bullshittery that I put myself into and I wasn't in a lot of the best places. Um, I just got into some like shit habits and a a lot of people out there weren't what I was hoping to find in that time of my life, not just in that position, that place, that state, but just where I would want to be in that time of my life. Um, and so I moved back to Chicago just because I felt like it's what I should do. And, um, it was almost like switching on a light, like all the stuff that I had tried to do out in LA, um, just kind of clicked, um, when I moved back to Chicago and I ended up working for, uh, working, let's say that in quotes. Cause you know, you never yeah. get paid for any of this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, for a website. Um, and I went from writing and then I moved into photography and then I was kind of just doing a lot of editing and working and uh, co-managing the site with someone else. So it became like a second part-time, full-time job. Um, uh, Chicago and job stuff got really easy. I was able to find, uh, uh, what turned into a career. I had no idea at the time. Um, there were shows like, I mean, with LA, um, I was trying to explain this to someone a couple of weeks ago with Chicago. I don't know if it's just because I understand the city because of like what, uh, Tom was saying with that kind of, like Midwestern mentality that you just kind of know since you're from here, there's like a specific like manual that you're born with almost. (laughs) Um, But I was able to navigate things a lot better, not physically, but more like socially and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So like I was, I was like, okay, there's five shows tonight. I know that because I talked to this person, I saw this one on Facebook. I knew this, this, and this in LA, there would be, you know, 
there's always stuff going on, but it's like, there's so much stuff going on that like three weeks later, I found out I missed a show at a venue that I always went to because they just didn't put anything out about it because there's just didn't like, they were just, there's the, the kind of flippancy of some of the people who live there, the kind of, you know, it's not like a stoner surfer attitude, but it's just, it's not the same as like a Midwest generic. This is all very stereotypical, by the way, like, um, kind of like the Midwest is, uh, just more easily to easily to navigate, I guess. And so if I say, Oh, I have five shows I can choose between in Chicago. I'm happy with that kind of requirement. Oh God, I have to choose between five. We're in LA. I was like, I, I think there's a couple things going on tonight. And then I found out there was actually 17 things and I missed <laughs> them and they were all way better than what I actually chose. So now I feel like I fucked up because I did something wrong, but I didn't even know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always felt like I was behind the eight ball there. I never really a hundred percent fit, which is weird because when I lived out there, everyone told me I was too Midwest. And when I moved back here, everyone said I was too West coast. And I didn't ah. know, like, where do I even fit? So oh, I, like underst- I understand that. I understand that completely. I get yeah. that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to exist. Please stop being mean to me. <laughs> so, so, at, so at that point, were you do, was, that, was that for the love of punk? Is that who yeah. you were working with at that point? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now for, that our listener, for, for our quick, listeners, quick. What, what is that, Tom? I, I don't know what that is. You know, it was, you know, I, I was a, like a late adapter to like Facebook and that kind of thing. Like, I'm like, who needs this? You know, I had a flip phone to like five years ago. <laughs> I just wasn't really interested in it. And I tell you now I've got like six years of Facebook and now I'm not interested in it again, if we're being honest, yep. but, but, but so, <laughs> but nice. I remember I went on and I like, you know, I just tried to find stuff that was interesting to me because what, what you end up with is a bunch of people you like went to high school with that aren't even slightly interesting, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I followed punk news and I followed at the time it was uh, dying scene, which appears mm-hmm. to have finally, finally died for good. Maybe uh, I heard that they may be reviving the website any day now. Well, I've been hearing that for like two years now, right, but exactly. yeah, or a year or two. I, I, you know, because they, they were they were decent for a while. They had they a lot were. of content. Yeah, the um, pod, that podcast is dreadful. But come on, I've never listened to. I've never listened to it. Yeah. Um, I uh, great Neil, start another podcast war. That's fine. I, I don't just, care. Just we need. Um, because I think that they still do. But anyway, um, uh, so and for the love of punk was one of them. I think that was out of was it was it like Denver? Where was it that was. out of? Yeah, Denver. Okay. So at some point you were like co-managing that site essentially. Yeah. Um, so a guy Johnny Wilson actually started the site yep, with Johnny, his yeah. then wife um, Don, and um, uh, it kind of I don't really I I know how I got involved in it, but it was right around the time that I got involved, and then also there was a contributor turned editor Krista um, Jacob out of uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Actually, um, <laughs> she and her true. husband Zach um uh had worked for the site for a while and Krista ended up taking on more uh a more prominent role and right around the time that we both kind of moved into other positions um the likes and viewers and you know consistent visitors and all that just skyrocketed we branched the we helped branch the site out from outside of Colorado um they were already working on that with the Michigan thing but I think it just kind of hit overdrive um, and I was able to bring in some people that I knew from the West coast and, uh, we had some people on the East coast that we hadn't had there before. So we got more of a national coverage, um, which was great. And then Johnny was trying to move into some other things. He wanted to start a record label and he'd do a recording studio and kind of make this, um, his, his big dream that he kept talking about was making it kind of like a all encompassing like entity. 
where we can mm. do anything and everything for a musician. We can help them by posting on the site. We can help them by, you know, recording, recording the, the album, yeah. then publishing it or, you know, not publishing it, um, getting it out there on vinyl or, you know, on sure. um, uh, just kind of getting it out into the world in all these different ways. And um, so he moved away from the site aspect more, more so. And then Chris and I kind of absorbed the, the co-roles of editing and doing the day-to-day -day management, which is like, a child like it's you have to like keep it alive and it's a lot of work oh we'll get to that later i, I i'm 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 I, we will definitely be talking about your child because i know my, you, yeah you... my child i have a noob child the one that i didn't Exa adopt it's mine i birthed Ex it Ex <laughs> exactly it doesn't make doesn't make it any less work though oh god no it's it is every day all day every night consistent <laughs> <laughs> including weekends so, so when 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 that kind of fell apart well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's play another song because we waited so long to play the first one. Okay. What's the next song, you know? Well, she we picked... suck it. <laughs> just just to give you a fair warning, Kendra, we this suck is like at a game show. Out. That's okay. This is fun. <laughs> Dude, it's I'm like, sorry, you know it's, it's like a game show. The next. The, the... I picked it, and I don't even know. <laughs> Decent Criminal is there we coming go. up next. Tell us about this one, Kendra. <laughs> um, Decent Criminal, a band out of California. They just put out a new EP. Um, it is called DCEP, um, Decent Criminal EP. Um, it is three songs, plus uh, you can get a extended uh, extra song with a, an acoustic version of one of the three songs. Uh, this song is actually called Bizarre, which is the one that has the acoustic song that comes with it. Um, I'm actually doing PR for these guys, but they're already fairly well known, so I don't have that much to do. Uh, do they wear masks on stage like Masked Intruder? That is the question all people want to no, know. You can definitely see how, how nice they all are. Mm, okay. um, let's see. Uh, they have kind of like a garage punk meets surf vibe to them. They To me, they sound like California, and I, I don't mean that in a negative way. Okay. And they're from California. They are very much so. It's all the great, over the, it's the Santa Dad. Rosa, great. down to Long Beach, to L.A., back up to the like NorCal area. So they're all over. Mm. Those of us who didn't live there, that it's it's always difficult to oh, map California, but um, that's all right. All of it. Just no, no, it's all okay. <laughs> whenever, you know, it's funny. Whenever we have somebody on from California, we're like, "Can you tell us where you are in California?" Because like people in England don't have any idea what California, you know, how big California is. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, "Yeah, Costa Mesa," and we'll be like, "Well, nobody knows where that is." So you can. Oh, it's right outside Irvine, your Newport Beach. <laughs> I got oh, it. Six, you know. I, I was throwing an example out there. <laughs> Keep going. This is a fun game for me. Very literal. Okay. Well, let's listen to let's listen to Decent Criminal with Bizarre. <laughs> Done. Pack it in, 
Decent Criminal with the song Bizarre. How was that? Was that professional? That was great. Did I sound good? <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, so Kendra, if so, okay, so let me get this straight. And you don't have to go into gory details yes, or anything. Yes, do. But I know, I know Johnny. So Johnny walked away from the site. I know Johnny's not around anymore. But, but so you girls were essentially running the site at that point. Yeah. At, at what At what point did you decide you wanted to let it go, or how did it end up dissolving? Um, if you so, guys were running it. Yeah. So um, it Johnny uh, had a number of addiction problems, and um, things weren't were sort of starting not to add up. He decided that he wanted to run a label. Um, and he, with the first album that was released, we had a list of things we were supposed to be doing. And uh, Chris and I only were supposed to do so much because we were working on the site. He really wanted to have the music creation side of things, including the label side of things, really on his um, watch. Mm. And it turned out to be the day that the album was released and he hadn't made a band camp for the label. And mm. we had no way, and we were supposed to be premiering with a number of different sites because I was doing PR for the uh, album. <laughs> so we had nothing, nothing to share. We had nothing to show them. So Krista and I ended up having to make a band camp and upload all the info and get the albums and the tracks from the band. And the poor band thought that, like, we already sent this over and Johnny was nowhere to be found. We couldn't contact him. Um, so it, it was just starting to kind of really slide. And um, mm. I was dating a guy at the time who uh, was and is a graphic designer. And he would hear me lamenting about these things uh, for probably about a year. Things um, I worked for the site for probably two and a half years. And about a year of that, I, it was when I started to notice things were going south slowly. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, a, you're, not, you're not getting paid. You're working a full-time job yeah. and you're working your butt off in the evenings on this thing, right? Right. And um, we kept trying to find all these different ways to make things easier because certain uh, contributors, and maybe you've dealt with this before, they'd write things like, Decent Criminals releasing an album, here's a song. And you're like, yeah. that, that's not a news post. <laughs> yeah. Give me more. When is it I coming think I'm out? The op- I think I'm the opposite sometimes. I always, <laughs> like, I always just keep going. Like, it's, man, I don't have three paragraphs yet. I better. Yeah, I just wrote the entire review of the album. It's not even out yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So we were trying to find ways to kind of streamline the process of different postings and make sure that all the required information was there because otherwise, um, you know, Chris and I were running all over the internet trying to fill in the blanks for stuff that we don't even know about because we didn't sure. draft the posts. And um, things were being filtered through his email and then delegated out to everyone else. So we didn't have access to a number of things, which when he would decide to go missing for a little while, missing being that he wouldn't respond to emails or texts or calls yeah. or whatever, um, we had we didn't know what to do. We had no way to receive information. Um, and we just would find stuff on Facebook and I'd be like, oh, shit, okay, then this band just put this out. I guess we'll make this into a news article today just so we have something. Um, and and now you're, that your photos, just, you're pulling your photos off Facebook and everything else yeah. because you don't have a proper photo. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Yes. And um, now that I'm saying this, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've instilled in my website where I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now that I'm saying this out loud. This is why we do things this way. Yeah. But... Um, so that that release uh, with that first release with the the label was really botched, and that's when I kept. That's when I think I kind of acquiesced to um, the uh, my boyfriend at the time, 
um, who was like, why don't you just let me build you a website so you never have to deal with this again? You can be in control of all of this. You'd handle this better because I'm like a crazy micromanager and I make sure, you know, like if, if I don't have my hands on things, I feel like nothing's getting done right, but I also won't let things sit um, and not get done at all. And I don't ghost people and all of that um, because I feel like entitled to, not entitled in that way. I feel um, like strapped to this, like this is a requirement for me to get through the day. If I don't answer all these emails, if I don't post all these things and give back to people, I haven't really done what I need to do, um, which is probably a very, very unhealthy way to live. <laughs> I'll say it sounds a little neurotic, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, but uh, I, I just, I think a lot of it came from having, uh, not having the answers for so many people on the old website. And just being like, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. I'm sorry, you could forward it to me, but I, I don't know what else to tell you why your stuff didn't go out. Um, so eventually um, his behavior became more and more um, hard to handle. And eventually I just decided that I was going to leave the site. Um, I told Krista in advance and uh, she left soon after um, for similar reasons. Um, and we just need, I think we just both needed time to kind of decompress. And uh, soon after the site kind of imploded, um, he apparently had made some comments in like a Facebook group that um, she and I were conspiring against him and that we were mm. stealing information about the website, which I don't know what we'd be stealing, but okay. Um, just a lot of like weird paranoia. Um, and kind of, kind of paranoia you get when you're in the spiraling of a drug addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And he and his wife ended up separating and then he ended up, um, uh, finding some, like another partner. And, um, eventually he ended up committing suicide. Oh, damn. Um, and yeah. people found out that he, uh, I guess just really went off the deep end with heroin again. So mm. things got pretty dark for a while. And I took a, uh, about a year off while my boyfriend at the time, uh, ended up building bad copy, which is the new website. So from the ashes and spite of one, we've created this new one. So there wasn't really okay. So there was a gap while you were building. I was gonna say, you, you did you need some time off just to? I mean, did, did part of you say this is insane? I need to not do this, or was it just was it just the excitement of starting over more than the sort of desire to take a break? Um, it was. I think, and it's kind of what I feel now. Um, not having that to do every day is weird, and so it got it became such a mm -hmm. thing that I was doing. Like I go to work, I log in, I check my emails, I log on to the website and I check to see what was there or I start to pl plan posts for the day. Like it was a little bit different with the old website of how um, the day was scheduled and you know, how we, you know, went about getting posts or whatever uh, with bad copy. It's a little bit different. Um, but uh, not having that every single day was just really strange. And I've actually, um, I was speaking to someone about this the other day because they are, were in a touring band um, but are now in a situation where their band kind of went on an indefinite hiatus uh, right before the pandemic. And they're trying to figure out like, who am I as a person? Because before mm. I was a band guy and now who the hell am I? And I feel like that's kind of where I got, I got so deep into this website, you know, helping people and trying to make sure that everyone knows all these news and write a great review and learn how to take photos of bands and just fully immersed myself in what, you know, all the different facets of how I could assist in creating content for musical content for this website. Um, having that gone for like a year was really weird. Um, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was like, I'm just a person who goes to work and shows and what do I do with these <laughs> fucking photos I take all the time now? <laughs> like I had no place to put them. I didn't know. I still continue to take photos 
and I, you know, I would tell, I would talk to people in great detail about albums I listened to, and they're like, please stop reviewing at my face. And I was like, I don't know who else to do this to. I'm sorry. It's fun. It, it's funny because it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Because I yeah. sort of, agree, I sort of agree with you because I've been trying to make a conscious effort to write reviews less. Yeah. But I still find myself having a hard time listening to something new without sort mm-hmm. of putting a critical ear to it. And yeah. and even anything I listen to, how would I approach this? What angle would I take? Because I always try to take an angle when I review. Right. It. it is it is bizarre. And that's why I, I, I'm really struggling with unwinding myself. So I, told, I totally understand. And this year, this last year, obviously, has been very challenging because our lifestyle. I mean, mm-hmm. Neil, you know, Neil and I, you know, we were talking about between the two of us, we've been going to shows for like 70 years. Right. <laughs> and that's you know? true. Yeah. And, like, and now it's, and this year, it's like, you know, we went and saw Pegboy in a parking lot. You know, yep. and it's just, it's, it's bizarre, you know? Yeah. Actually, actually but, so can, can I ask a couple of questions? Just because Tom's, Tom's more familiar with this than I am. So sure. I have to ask, I mean, I'm looking at the website now. It's an excellent website. It's really professional and it's really well done. And there's a ton of stuff on here. Yep, you... I actually wanted to dump that guy a year earlier, but she stuck <laughs> with him for an extra year so well, she'd get the really nice... Uh, <laughs> nice, really nice I mean, all, all the links work, everything works, everything looks good. But, okay, do you do this for a living or what do you do for a living? No, I'm actually a manager of two different condo buildings in a rich neighborhood of Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. Alright, so, but you have time to do this, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing stuff. There's stuff here posted yeah, every day. Working on it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and now I've completely forgotten what the other thing I was going to ask was, just because I'm so impressed with this, with this that, website. That's all right. Let's, I'll tell you what, let's, play, let's, play, <laughs> let's play another song, and then I do want to come back and dig into some of the, the little bit more of the nuts and bolts of this thing. Because... Tom, the, at their website, they got this, got this flashing enamel pin, which just keeps – it's making me want to buy it just because it keeps flashing in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> we made an enamel pin. Okay, next song. <laughs> Uh, Nervous Passenger. Tell us about this, Kendra. Uh, Nervous Passenger is a band from Chicago, or was. They broke up um, a few years back, and um, they absolutely were amazing. Uh, It was three people. Um, The guitarist and lead singer, Stefan, would um, just shred on these, like, uh, flying V guitars. Like, he always had these, like, very heavy metal looking guitars. He always had different ones, different colors. They were always just, I mean, and he would just shred. The bassist, Namdi, um, actually moved out on his own and um, is his own solo artist now and is doing very, very well for himself. Um, nationally, I would say, assume internationally. Um, but he was an amazing um, uh, bassist as well. I mean, just every one of the, the members of this band was just amazing at their instrument. And they came together to create a punk band, which was interesting because punk is usually thought of as so, you know, like uncomplicated in some ways. And it was just the exact opposite for this. But they had the exact formula formula of what they needed, but they let each one of their instruments shine. I always thought it was great. Interesting. All right, well, let's give it a listen then. So this is Nervous Passenger, and the song is called Times, I believe, right? Yes. Okay. Times.
was nervous passenger with times I, I like that it's very spazzy it kind of <laughs> almost like 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 if diva was having a seizure or something <laughs> totally <laughs> how old is that is that she said they broke uh, it up that a came out in probably 2014 i think it was okay. maybe 2013 all right so so i i so the so there's not many women doing i don't think what you do I'm there's not, not positive. Not enough in this genre and scene. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 true. Did you ever, you ever feel like you got pushback because of that? I mean, do you, you ever feel like you didn't get the respect you deserve because you're a woman doing this? Um, sometimes, but it not so much. Now, what I'm about to say, not so much now. More when I was a little bit younger. But I also, I it would less of a respect thing, or less frequently a lack of respect, and more so that guys would be like, "Hey, what's up?" So instead oh. of like taking me seriously, they like just like trying to hit on you instead of trying to yeah yeah yeah. So. And I'd be well, like, hey, could I get an interview? And they're like, buy you a drink. And I was like, yeah, if you want to buy me a drink so I can interview you, so I can get this on a fucking website, that'd be great. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean that. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. That was you, Tom, yeah. wasn't it? It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm very polite. I'm, I'm always a gentleman, despite what some people say, Neil. I'm always I'm always a gentleman. Yeah, apparently not. But that's, yeah, sorry for another time. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's uh, so when you started this thing, so you, I would say bad copy is sort of specializes in what I would call like pop punk and indie punk type stuff. Was that like a conscious decision, or is that just is that just what you like? So that's what you wanted to cover, or when you first started out, you like I want to be all things to all people, or were you always kind of figuring to have kind of a narrow focus? Um, I think when you search it online i think it says a new website which we need to change um that <laughs> specializes in punk and indie music and i think that's what kind of where we were at where we're like okay let's just kind of keep it as open as we can um knowing full well that we'll mostly receive things from our friends bands who fall into sure. specific genres i got you well but it's like i mean would 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 bad would bad copy cover like an oi band yeah we have before or Okay, I was gonna say I don't know if because I I actually deal with this kind of on a day to, a daily basis because punk news tries to be everything to everyone but it's like you can only <laughs> you can only be, you can only be an expert except in so for punk <laughs> yeah cover yeah, everything for punk so that's pretty you can cool. only be but it's like you know I like old school like pop punk and I like oi and I like all this stuff but you know you, you just can't you can't you can't keep track of everything it's very it's very difficult. Now, yeah. Interestingly enough, Tom, the, one of the uh, bad copies things today is about Starlight Thirteen. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and we, <laughs> actually, and we actually had John C on the show like three episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super nice guy. Yeah, that's awesome. From Starlight Thirteen, yeah. So that's it's about the is it about the new album? Yeah, it's about the new, yeah, it's about the new album. Yeah, definitely a Facebook click on article kind of guy not a go to website kind of guy mm-hmm. you know Most and, people are, I think, yeah I, I think so too well and that's and that's yeah that's, Maybe, it's definitely strange. but so did you so obviously last year was so screwy i mean would you, did you have any special challenges in the last year i mean as to, to running the website as opposed I mean, to other years yeah like we uh it's not just me who runs well i i it started off where we had a kind of large group of people who wanted to be part of this. I, I said, I don't want this to, because with, with the previous website, it was, this is, especially at uh, times of duress, it was, this is my website, mine, mine, mine. And I never wanted that for bad copy because yeah, I felt like, like, you like partners going in or is it? kind? Yeah. I mean, there was a group of us that um, 
we had a meeting when we were trying to figure out what to call it. We It was like kind of a meeting of the minds. There were, I think there were like eight of us that showed up. People um, lived in Chicago. We had a couple people in on the phones from like different, one person was in San Diego at the time. We had Krista and Zach um, from uh, Michigan. And um, we kind of were doing like a brainstorm session. We were talking about all the different things we want to do, different ideas. How do we want to make this inclusive? You know, why is this, why do we want to make, the, how do we want to make is better than every place that we worked before and how to make it as um you know forward focused as possible and um it, that went through and we were kind of working on building and getting this on the ground and um i noticed that after a few months um i was talking to my friend will who's uh will castro who uh runs la escalera records and is in western settings out of san diego um yeah they came through on tour and uh, I remember kind of lamenting to him. Um, and I was just like, I just can't get everyone to do the shit that I'm doing. Like we were supposed to be a big group of people and I'm doing like 90% of the work. And he was like, what did you expect? Like, you can't have a group of people. Every group has a leader. Someone's got to yeah. lead this fucking thing. And if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? And I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, if that's how we're going to play it, okay, fine. And so then I just kind of stepped into a role that I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with. Cause I never wanted it to get to that point where anyone felt like this wasn't theirs. I want everyone mm -hmm. to feel like it was partially theirs if they wanted it and we all shared it together, but it very much got to a point where everyone's like, Oh, you run bad copy. Oh, you're bad copy. And I was like, well, I do put out like 9,000 articles a year <laughs> and, every, and like the next highest person, I think, um, in regards to how many published articles there are. Like if I'm at, let's say 4,000, the next person's at like 90, for example. So there's a huge discrepancy of, of um, the, the content that comes out. But it, for me, it was more like, we gotta get stuff out every day so we stay relevant. If we don't post things, people are gonna forget about us because that's how shit works now. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other contributors are like, I'm gonna write a review this six weeks. And I was like, six weeks? I put out four things a day for the last six weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you, you actually have 32 people listed here. As when it says meet mm -hmm. the authors or whatever, you got 32 mm -hmm. people. Wow. So how yeah. many of the how many of the original eight of you or whatever are, are still left? That's my are you are you the only one of those original eight, or are they all no. still kind of milling around? Well, it's it's interesting because with with uh, to get back to your previous question and kind of off the tangent, I put myself in. Um, no, we with... love tangents and rabbit holes. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with COVID, everyone just kind of bailed, like between photographers who don't have shows to shoot uh, and yeah. people stopping really posting. Like, no, everyone, there was a good, like, three months where everyone who had music planned just put, like, a kibosh yep. on that. And they were like, yep. we're not going to put this out now. We can't tour on it. Let's and wait. It all months. came out at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then a bunch of people, obviously, were dealing with financial issues, mental health problems, like, everything yep. that COVID comes strapped full with. So I lost consistency from pretty much everyone that was working on the website. And we had a couple people. The only person that has been there, oh God, I hope he doesn't hear this because he'll rub this in my face. The only person that's been there the entire time with me is my now ex-boyfriend, but still very good friend, um, David, <laughs> who's the one who built the website, the graphic designer that I mentioned before. Um the one we... that you stayed with an extra year to get the website out of it. <laughs> right, so you say. I've said it twice now. Americans are very stupid. If I say it a third time, it will become a fact. Um, so <laughs> he's he's really the only one that I, I know I can count on 100%. There are people 
that wanted to be a lot more involved that just never jumped into it. There are people that would say like, oh, I really want to do, you know, X, Y, Z. And so there's a lot of backend work we have to do to create whatever that is. If it's a column or a feature, they're going to do their own thing. Then they do two or three posts on it. We have like, you know, a special, like David designs like special header um, art and, yeah. you know, does all these different concepts um, and builds the actual section of the, and then they do two posts and they're like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, which is kind of the way I think with a lot of creative types, but like, God damn, is that annoying? Um, yeah. <laughs> See, I, well, I, I find that really interesting because actually with me and Tom, with the podcast, we actually didn't start it until we, our first one was like November, 2019. And mm -hmm. we probably through COVID, we actually did more because yeah. A, there was nothing else to do. To do. And B, mm -hmm. I think we both felt we were providing something for people to listen to, you know, to give yeah. people something to do. Because they weren't going to work. Yeah, yeah exactly. People, people so, were just binging and we'd put up three a week yeah. of like an hour and a half, two hours each. And they would just more and more and more. It's like, dudes. Awesome. My yeah, so, so if you if you want content, basically, if you want content about nothing, we got plenty of that. Oh, yeah, right. just, I mean, half the, half the time it's just the two of us bullshitting and playing Cox Bar songs. You know? <laughs> yeah, and talking about going record shopping, right? Discogs and stuff, and complaining uh, about the postal service. Yeah, we talk about record shopping. I mean, it's it's literally like we're so far up our own ass, Kendra. I mean, our show is about our show, essentially. Uh, but sometimes, but it's yeah. funny because like 2020, I I was intended to retire as a record reviewer. I had written. 400 something record reviews and 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 now i'm like i'm so close to 500 i'm gonna try to finish yeah. this year and get and get to 500 why it's an arbitrary number it means absolutely nothing it's zero dollars it's but yeah. it's yeah exactly what was but the first was like, one time was what, what was the first one you did do you remember oh god i i don't <laughs> you know hmm I mean, there was so many. Like at first, it was just like, "Oh, cool!" Like anybody want to review this? It was off the yes, wire. Yes, I kind of, I kind of specialized more as I went because here's the thing. Honestly, I put. It, it, listen, every review I have ri written hasn't been gold, but I know I put exactly my, what you're about to say, and I. But I, yes. but I put my, I put my whole. I don't half ass. I put my whole ass into it. I listened to the <laughs> record several times. Um, okay. And sometimes I write a lot of words about something that nobody reads, but I right. don't. If I and you know if you write a good review, you got to write a lot of words. If you write a bad review, you got to write even more words. Yep, that's interesting. And yeah. and I you know I have a little bit of a, a cult following who knows my work, and that's you know that's it's good enough for me. So. I like the part where you you say something that's not a hundred percent complimentary, and the next thing you know, the band member serving you a drink at the bar, and they're like, "So, didn't like the last album, huh?" And you're uh, like, I didn't want to be in this conversation. I was just trying to get a beer. <laughs> like, goddamn. I like it when you run into somebody in the wild and they tell you who they are and your mind in the back of your mind, there's just a little, like a little tickle, right? Like a tickle in the back of your throat. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. We opened for so-and-so and you wrote about their show. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I love lighting. Live reviews are my favorite thing to write. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I write, I'll write a freaking 10,000 word live, live <laughs> review. Like Rye Fest. I really will. I'll be like, I'll like, I better break that up into like four parts of song. Uh -huh. But, um, but then you're like, Literally, like going in the bathroom, and I'm pulling out my phone, and I'm trying to find the <laughs> okay. view to make sure I didn't say anything negative about, or or that it wasn't too brutal or something like that. And you know, I, I usually end up becoming friends with that person as long right. as I was relatively neutral to their band. Uh, you're There's nice. A couple, you're like, nice to everybody, not like me. Well, like you're my, nice to everybody. Our uh, our uh, mutual friend Lawrence Cole. The first time I ever wrote about any of his stuff, he was playing in a band that opened for Naked Raygun here in Grand Rapids, and it was just like, eh. You know which band was that? Was that Bad Lips or uh, something else? Oh, Dagger Down. Okay. 
And I just said, basically, everybody just wanted them to be done so that Naked Radio would go on. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know, we become, we become good friends. I, another guy I wrote about his band, and I, I just, you know, I, I, I usually am not dicky to local bands. I just, you know, whatever, unless they're annoying. Right. <laughs> of course. Or, 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 like, full of themselves or something. But, but it's, the other thing I will say about the writing thing is, for your your generation, I mean, you're 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 a millennial essentially, right, Kendra? Yeah. I mean, I'm on like the ass end of it, I think. Yeah. It, well, but they don't. There's no uh, the the work ethic is different, and it's not everybody because listen, there's plenty of people from my generation who have no work ethic, no question about it. And there's lots of people from your generation, such as yourself, that have a great work ethic. But I noticed that the these kids in their 30s, they all want to be. Oh, we all want to write. We all want to write. Well, they just can't. They can't do it. And I'm like the old guy. I'm like, I'm just still cranking stuff out, you know, of, of yeah. a pretty good And I just, I don't know. I don't want to generalize because every generation <laughs> is. Every you generation just did. T- Tom hates everyone from the 30s down. Excellent. Yeah. That's a new headline. <laughs> no, that's not true. The 30s down and 30s up. Okay, that's true. I just hate everybody. Yeah, that's good. Those baby boomers, man. I got a real beef with them, Neil. <laughs> that's me. What, what are you saying? You're talking about the ass end, right? You're the ass yeah, end. Yeah, I am baby the ass boomers. end. I'm the very ass end, yeah. <laughs> They're the ones who bankrupt this country. Anyway, I'm sorry. What were you... hey, so, what so, so, Kendra, have you ever been tempted to actually turn this into like a real, like a paper magazine? Um, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Just, I'm just interested. I mean, at the beginning, um, because we know some other sites that have done um, uh, actual paper magazines, and I feel like this is gonna sound super shitty for those people. But I don't feel like contributing to any more waste in the world. We have a lot going on. And when you have specific pages, like a lot of the pages of um, some of these like higher glossy magazines can't be recycled properly. So um, if you have like a basic, you know, black and white newspaper style, like, yeah, that should be fine. But we were never really interested in doing that. If I'm going to do something, I want it to be colorful and bright and fun. But in doing that, um, you're just kind of creating to what's out there in the world. Um, hey, hold on, something... hold on a second. I think that's a, that's changed our generations. I think I've still got a, every magazine I ever purchased. I've still got them on my. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that with the different generational changes, um, you know, so there's there's the whole minimalism thing that's going on right now. Which, as I look around my apartment, I'm like, I'm not part of that. Right. Um, but I, I know that certain people save certain things, but there's a lot where it's kind of a, a read and toss, and I really didn't want to add to anything like that. Um, especially when everything on the internet is so easily accessible, like we felt like we could probably, you know, encompass everything we yeah. would in a paper magazine just on the site in some way. But you feel that by being easily accessible, that it doesn't have as much weight. Ooh, that was a deep See, question. Wasn't a gener- it? That was a that's deep a question right there. Thing, that's a gen- that's a generational thing because I kind of am, am straddled between that too. But I. I- I think that it would be able to reach more people being so easily accessible. Um, and in that would be more important to me than having, you know, one person keep a magazine for 30 years. No offense. Thank you. very. That was aimed at me. Thank you very much for that. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, Neil, you know, like those paper, like the one in Chicago is red eye. There used to be yes. several of them. Yep. And there's one in Detroit called the Metro, and I love I love those papers. But she's right. I mean, I spend maybe a total of like 50 minutes paging through it, and then it's right in the recycle or right in the trash. I did the same thing with uh, LA Weekly every yeah. week for years. And and they just um, 
yeah, you don't get you don't get much out of them. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> Facebook has replaced all that stuff, Neil. Yeah. Whereas I've still, I've still got copies of the enemy from 1977. Well, that's what <laughs> that's 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 about me. Those are cool again because you had them for so long. I know now they're but worth I, money. See, see, that's what happens right, when you hold up with something for so long. They're I worth had money. Boxes and boxes of ma- I, 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 I was a guitar player. Roll. I had I had Guitar World magazines, 20 years worth in boxes, <laughs> but. Mrs. Trauma is not a, not into saving things the way I was, so I literally put. I'm like, well, they all have tablature songs in them. She's I was like, that's say, all. What there. kind of songs do they have inside? <laughs> like Guns and Roses, like garbage. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> but but I, I I got I did get rid of them all. But the, I think the only magazines I have left are things that I contributed to, or or like you know, were writing about my bands or something like that. So. It's pretty lean, pretty lean. But you know, you rich, wow. you're a bachelor, Neil. You can keep all that stuff. It's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all I so. got. And like, so who who was it that told me last week that everything I have is flammable? That that made me feel su- that made me, that made me feel super happy. <laughs> Skateboard <laughs> decks, records, and older magazines. That's awesome. Email me your uh, email me your dental records. <laughs> you to identify you. <laughs> I'm English, so I don't have any. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right. What was it? What were we? T- Oh, it's uh, a, anything else you want to talk about? Any more bad copy stuff you want to talk about? That because I'm I'm trying to think. I I I think I had more questions, but I kind of forgot them. We never write anything down because we're you know. Oh, I have, I have some things. If you don't. No, no. Well, go like ahead. Neil said uh, we have enamel pins, so you know if anyone's interested in a bad copy logo enamel pin, head over to the site. There's flashy stuff on there, so you'll know exactly where to go. Yeah, it'll that. it'll mesmerize you, what? and then you'll have to buy it. Apparently. <laughs> With the flashy. So, Tom, it looks yes. like Kendra was down in Gainesville for Fest the year that I was. Ah, okay. So I see that she reviewed all three days, so I wanted to talk to you about that. So, I mean, right. you, you've been to oh, Fest. Now, now, you, she told you she can't stand it when people criticize. She doesn't like to even construction. Neil, don't it. Well, I'm not criticizing her article. I'm, I'm on the side of this computer. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking it because what was? I mean, you've been to Fest before. See, it was my first time oh, yeah. there, so because I got a friend who lives in Gainesville, so <laughs> I'd never been before. So was was 2019's typical, or was it was it better than usual, or worse than usual, or what? Um, music wise, it was, I think, typical. Um, it was a good year. Um, I find it more fond than probably other people because um i i this is mm, let's see how do i say this and sound like an adult um (laughs) (laughs) the um guy that i'm with right now he and i have known each other for years but we kind of like we saw each other at fast and i was like do you want to hang out and we just didn't stop hanging out for the entire weekend and we were both at a place despite the fact that we met years before that where both of us were at a place in our lives where we were single and we always knew we got along very well. So um, that 2019 weekend kind of kickstarted the relationship I'm in now, which I am very happy about. So I think I probably have a little bit more of a like heart eye emoji about that fest than any other one. But I think musically and um, tonally, it was fairly standard for what to expect. It was really good. We had a, a stacked lineup from what I can remember. I was exhausted every day, like every other fest, because I was running around so much trying to cover as much as I possibly could. Did you have one of those wristbands that we can get in anywhere? I assume you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, how, so how does that work? If the, if the club is a capacity, you can't get in even if you have the wristband, right? They let me stand at the front of the line as soon as the first person walks out, and there's always someone to walk out. Then I get to go in first. Well, so they know. That seems kind of unfair. Damn. 
Damn. Does no, she have a, do you have like a special colored wristband because yeah, you're covering it? Yeah, it's a press okay. band. Hmm. Yeah. Neil, tell them you're part of a podcast. Neil, That's right. Yeah. That, uh... yeah, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell them which podcast I'm with and they'll beat me up. No, no, no exactly. <laughs> they're gonna cur- he's going to criticize, but it'll be all Throw right. Throw my ass out. Um, so what was your favorite night? Oh, God. 2019. That's so long ago. Was it? That was the last one, though. I know, that but scary? that was like that's like 70 years in show yeah, time. It seems like it doesn't. Okay, against right, me, me, against, me was, against me was the first night. Um, still... Against me was wonderful because I remember um, running into a group of friends, um, knowing that I knew that they were there in the crowd. But um, I, we, I, after I shot. Um, uh, against me for the first three songs I ran back out to them and I just had the right mixture of like food and alcohol inside of me where I felt good and I was energized but I wasn't too drunk and I just remember like shouting in a circle with my friends just kind of jumping up and down and we were like all kind of you know oh, had our heads to the sky so that, screaming so that against was you lyrics. so that was you I, th- <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it probably yelled about you and when we did a podcast about it well, that's that's fine. yeah I was having no, a lovely time no I um because well you know like to see other people enjoy themselves it's kind of one of his things no that's fine maybe I did run maybe I did run into your group though because someone because I have a Chicago patch on my jacket and someone remarked on it someone from Chicago remarked on it so there seems to be a lot of folks from Chicago there actually there are a lot yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a whole group that comes down every year yeah did you stay at that one hotel isn't There's it, a it, few. Which one? Well, I thought there was like, isn't there like a fest hotel where they have like pre-fest uh, parties There's and stuff like that and pool parties? The Holiday Inn used to be like the fest hotel and then the Wyndham became like the new fest hotel. Okay. So, mm. I don't know. We stayed at the Wyndham. It's the one I always stay at because they have a lagoon and there's alligators in it. And if you ask the guy at the front desk very nicely, he'll give you a lagoon room if you're nice to him. Wow. wow. That's there's alligators. Maybe not you guys, but he does it for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you. Look at you. Look at you. So are you saying there might be some advantages to being a female in this in this world, Kendra? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Use your wiles? Yeah, I mean maybe. Damn. I guess. You have to deal with all the cat calls and all the other bullshit and being scared to walk home all the time, but maybe you'll get a good room at Fest. You know, wow. I guess you gotta take the the yeah. It doesn't wow. seem like a very fair trade, but I guess you take what you can get, right? That's, that's, that's right. That's and I go to watch right. the shit out of those alligators. And that, yeah. the, you know, that, big, that that main record store that closed, right? That was a real drag. I saw that, yeah. Arrozame, yeah, that place closed. Uh, what's your favorite club down there? Um, I think it closed too. I think, I think I I always ended up finding myself at Dirty Nellies. It was kind of like a yeah, weird home base, clo- and they closed. closed. Yeah, that closed. Um. Yeah. Let's see what would be second then. Lucy's uh, was mine. I love Lucy's. Lucy, yeah, yeah, Lucy's would probably be the next one. They had these banana ciders that, like, <laughs> I, I have celiac, so I can't have beer, and so I always get cider. And I remember on, we got, I got there the night early, um, and I hung out with some friends. I got. Hold we were, on, hold on, hold on. I was there. I was there that night too. That night at Lucy's, the the pre-fest night. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like a German band. Did you band. see people dress up as cowboys? Yes, I. Oh, that... Did you see someone dressed in a white leotard with huge blonde hair? This might be very strange. You were you were sitting at the bar. Probably that sounds like a thing I'd do. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I small do world, huh? I do. Rem- I do remember that. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah. You must not been that many gin and tonics in, huh? Yeah, that was uh, and uh, who? What band played? Damn it! I got the repeat. I... I don't remember. Uh, I remember pro- being there. And protagonist. Really protagonist played. Protagonist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and you must have was... liked them. You bought their album, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, Mark bought it for me for my birthday, I think, because I said ah. I liked them. And I was going, it was one of those ones. I went outside to get some air or something. 
And then I was going to come back in and buy something at the merch table. But by that time, it was at capacity and they wouldn't, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me back in. <laughs> That's why you never go outside. Oh, I hate God. carrying my records around. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Well, no, I didn't get yeah. it because it, they wouldn't allow me back in. Oh, so, yeah. I just so, hate Yeah. Like, if I go to Reggie's or something, I always, like, buy my stuff and then, like, run it back to the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep it safe. Exactly. And then it gets, get, and then I wake up going, oh, I wonder what I do with my records. And then when I find them in safe in the trunk, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, let's play another song, huh? Um, yeah, we better. Yeah. So the next up you had was the Broke Downs. Uh, tell yes. us a bit about that one. Uh, broke Downs from Chicago. Um They've been putting but, out. But are they? But are they? Can aren't they from like Lombard or something? Or Elgin. Joliet? But like, if, oh, if Elgin is Chicago and Naperville is Chicago, the Broke Downs are from Chicago. Question mark. Okay, gotcha. They're from Elgin. Um, Elgin's Elgin's almost in Iowa. Come on. It's like halfway. <laughs> <laughs> the whole northern part of Illinois is just Chicago. We all know that. <laughs> so you get to Wisconsin, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they've been putting out great music for years and years now. Um, I think they're still on Red Scare. They have been for a while. They barely tour. They barely do anything. They're mostly family guys. So uh, when you ever get to see them, it's a real treat. And they are just, they're hilarious on stage. They always have really funny stage antics. Um, and their songs are good. They're aggressive, but also witty in lyrics. Okay. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. This is the Broke Downs with Who Let the Dicks Out. Fuck! It has to die, I can't just see 
Who Let the Dicks Out by the Broke Downs. And I have to say that when I was looking for this on YouTube, uh, Who Let the Dogs Out kept coming up time after time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so I, I, I actually, so I didn't, I'm only familiar with a couple of the bands that Kendra picked. One of them was Decent Criminal, just because Ricky, actually our, our friend Ricky's big into them. And I, um, <laughs> I listened to it when, because Kendra and I once in a while do a little, something to get you know with her pr company which we'll touch on here in a minute but um i'm a pretty big broke downs fan i gotta say they actually came out to grand rapids and they are they they all look like like football players 10 years out of high school they're like big <laughs> dudes and they all wear like dirty white t-shirts and they're just they just sort of look like every man but they're very funny and they're they are great jerky kind of they're like pop punk but it's really harder to listen to than most pop punk mm-hmm. you know and it's cool they're cool they're cool band so Anywho. They're also very nice. They're not nearly as scary as football players 10 years out. <laughs> well, I just mean the way they're built. You know, they're like sure. kind of no, for sure. big dudes who just like started eating cheeseburgers, you know, like, like, anyway, doesn't matter. So at what point uh, did you decide that you wanted to go through the torture of working in PR? Sandra? <laughs> um, God, I don't even remember exactly when that was. I want to say probably 20... <laughs> Quite a few years now. It's been a, it's been a few. Um, I, f- I think I was. Mm, it was after Bad Copy had started. I know that because I was gonna say maybe I, I filled it in with like nothing to do with that. That's not right. I think I was probably thinking about it at that time, but I remember. I think it was 2018. The first um, album that I did PR for was the Eradicators first. Well, Eradicators not first Wait, album, tenet? but second oh. album. Um, okay. And if anyone doesn't know who the Eradicator is, you should definitely check. Uh, musician, not the skit from Kids in the Hall, but based on. Um, We've had him on. And, We've had him and, on. Andy actually came on with us. Oh, excellent. He, you know, and a part of me always is like, Andy, you got to do the character, but he's he won't. just. He's such a well. He's such a soft-spoken dude too. You know, he's just such a nice. He's so sweet. He really is. He's like the he's like the guy who works in the office next to you who doesn't irritate you. You know what I mean? Like the right. one guy in your office who doesn't. And uh, but it's it's just so funny. But you know, no, we had a real nice uh, nice long talk with Andy about it's about the Eradicator. It was pretty pretty fun actually. Yeah, he's he's so, wonderful. If you feel um, like going back and visiting Kendra, I don't remember. I have no idea what episode it was, but but yeah, for we sure. Had... Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, so that he was nice enough to to entrust me with that, and uh, it turned out fairly well. It was a very long campaign because he had he's very very intelligent in general, but also very meticulous. He knows what he wants. And he, we sat down and we talked about, you know, what was going to go out every single month. And if things changed, he would let me know in advance. And he was kind of doing some, his own kind of creating of the character and talking to certain people on the side. He was kind of booking tours and then, you know, suggesting if we're, if I'm doing an Australian tour, then we should talk to these people. And I was like, okay, great. So, um, so that was kind of my intro into all of that. And then I guess I decided I liked it. So I'm still doing it. So. It's, so, so I've done I've done a little bit of it also, and part of the reason I still keep in touch with, part of the reason I keep doing it is because I know a friend of mine is going to put out a record, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. have to call him some favors, you know, and and then I know the the head honcho at the bad copier, I know the head honcho, mm-hmm. at, you know, at uh, this or that. So that's part of the reason I kind of kept. But it, to me, it always it, I think it's definitely designed towards a certain personality, and I think you do have that personality. And because I think it's, I think it's sort of a similar job to like a salesman. Yeah, it because, sucks in that aspect. You have to like be well, begging for scraps all the time, and then well, if you the don't get it, you have to explain to the band. It's funny because you talked about how, 
you know, when you were singing in the band, like you were just absolutely enraged that you thought they didn't like you. Or were talking. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, doing PR, it's, it really is like cold calling. And, you know, you know, nine out of ten of your emails are just never going to be returned. Yeah. <laughs> Until you build up a, ba- you know, because you like you have certain friends that in the, the business. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say the business because. You know, it's true. Because this is not a lucrative business. But. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it, to me, it was just, and like I said, I only do it for a couple of very good friends and just because they have no budget. Um, but, I mean, it's satisfying when it works, right? Yeah. And I think, like anything, the more you work it, the more it starts to work. Because now I'm at a place where I'm like, I can definitely hit up these four or five people. I don't want to keep using the same few websites, but I know that if there's, I'm in a pinch, I can reach out. So uh, so many websites, right? Yeah, at this point, and that's the best I mean, part of explaining get, to bands and be like, get, "Sorry, there's only three websites left, and one of them's well, mine." Let's get, get Brooklyn Vegan to do it, or so you know, there's a, there's some other kind of wild card sites that will sometimes yeah. do that. Yeah, you get them on the Punk's Lie Die podcast. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> yeah. premiered some stuff. We, we premiered something, Neil. I don't remember what it was. We premiered something, but yeah, it's 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 uh, but so you like doing it? It yeah no, I mean it's the same thing as like the website. Um, I. I do it and then I come home and then everyone I care about who likes, you know, spends time with me has to hear me complain about it. <laughs> but then I go it's back like and do it again because I must like it, you know, because I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. But I definitely need to vent about it as it's happening or else I'd go crazy. Do you, is, is it mostly word of mouth, mostly friends or do you, I mean, you put yourself out there. I mean, if, if, if somebody's looking for some PR, should they reach out to you? Oh, so definitely. Your, yeah. It's um, called type, type A PR, right? Uh, type A promo. Type A promo. Okay, the only reason I didn't go with that is because I figured APR made me sound like I was a geriatric. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's funny because when Neil and I, we, we almost always call people late. It's almost inevitable because when we say, hey, 7 o'clock, that means we're getting on at 7. Yeah. And then we're bullshitting for like three or four minutes and we call and I'm just like, she calls herself Type A. I want to make sure that we are calling her. <laughs> yeah, Let's she's going to be waiting. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. Let's not make this woman wait, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know if that translates so well to punk either. Like, having a type A personality seems to be pretty um, hard <laughs> for me, at least. No, but if you were Leon McKay or Henry Rollins, they'd be all over it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, and if you look at, like, the 80s punk scene especially... You can almost see a single person where every hub was. Yeah. It's like there was one person really that made there be a scene in Indianapolis. There was one person in Milwaukee that the scene, you know, and I look at even to a lesser degree, you know, like if you want to play Fort Wayne, Indiana, you should become friends with Flamingo Nosebleed because every punk show. I was going to say, you know, Jake, right? (laughs) I say every punk show that goes through Fort Wayne, Indiana revolves around that. But you know what I mean? Yep. So it's just. It's an efficient way to get things done, unfortunately. Right. You know, and 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 I think every yeah everything that succeeds has somebody who's willing to, willing to take the reins. So. Yeah. For that. It's a weird burden to kind of choose to bear. Um, it, it can be exhausting. I'm sure on the band level as well, doing the kind of thing that you know the guys in Flamingo are doing is that I mean they're like the the house band for all of Fort Wayne. So if their buds are coming through, they're playing that show, or they're getting <laughs> someone else to play the show in their absence. Especially the brass rail, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they're booking the shows, and 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 that was just a small, just a small example, yeah. Because the, the Midwest, obviously, the Midwest is small. It's so funny. We just keep bumping into the same people mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
we're friends. We should have Jake on. I wonder if he's a good talker. I can't remember. Oh, he loves talking. Because uh, I thought their last, so their last album, we were supposed to go. So last a year ago, things started getting canceled. Neil and I were going to go, and we ended up going much later in the year to Logansport, Indiana. We were actually going to be kind of involved with our buddy uh, who owns the record farm and failure records and tapes mm-hmm. was going to do their big annual show. And it was the queers and flamingo nosebleed. And I can't remember who else was going to play, but we were all ready to go down there and everything got canceled. So I know that mm-hmm. last record of theirs that had just come out did not get proper, yeah. didn't get proper push. Yeah. They got almost know. nothing on that. It was out at the complete wrong time. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. And you know, it, it it's 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 man i hate talking about this is we talk about it so much but what is what is the landscape gonna look like you know man right. i would be super bummed if we lost my local bars or or you know cobra lounge or reggie's or something like that man i i, I love reggie's i know it's on the south side but man i love that place and there's so it's many not bars that south should... it's in like the 20s that's like the safe south side now like the south of downtown right yeah south of, but but yeah, it's just so weird. Like I said, our lifestyles have changed. So, and when we started doing this silly podcast, it's like, oh man, we have so many adventures to talk about. Well, now we don't have any adventures. Oh, now there's talk- still plenty, I'm sure. Yeah, we're about 1989, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going into Wayback Machine to 1978. <laughs> so, I, I was going to say, I think I think I pretty much got into everything I wanted to get into, Neil. If you if you have some questions, or we could play a last song, and we could, you know pool our thoughts back together well i'm just completely bl- i'm just completely blown away that i actually do remember seeing kendra at lucy's that night sitting at the bar <laughs> sitting because she was did sitting at the, at the left something. side of the bar yeah you didn't, you didn't say something creepy or inappropriate to her did i you? was thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and the punk scene. <laughs> see see we could have been married by now god damn it look at that That's that could have happened you were but single, was single. The only mm-hmm. woman in the party he didn't say something inappropriate to, so it's, it's... <laughs> it was it was actually pretty empty now was i crazy it wasn't was there some like three-piece german girl band that got up they were all dressed really funky do you remember that there might have been we were in and out that night because um i was with a group of guys that dressed up at in cowboy outfits so we could go over to eight seconds because they had line dancing so ah. we... So we went over drunk as hell, trying to figure out how the fuck to line dance. And I remember something came on, and I was like, I know this one. I did not know that one. I didn't know the song, nor did I know the dance. But I definitely got on the floor and acted like I did know. And I remember they started to do this like weird dance pinwheel where everyone started to move around the floor in like a pinwheel shape together. And I was like going the wrong way. And I was like hitting my feet with my hands. Like I thought I knew it was just, it was a hot mess, but everyone else was like in my group anyway, we're like screwing up everything too. So at least we had that going for us. I see. Well, <laughs> so I don't quite I'm, remember I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't dance. go there then. So that that's good. So in Chicago, what are some of your favorite, uh, let's say favorite bars and favorite venues? Um, let's see. There's, I mean, uh, Tom kind of nailed a few. There's Cobra Lounge is great. Reggie's is awesome. Um, Burlington Bar has a ton of really great shows. Um, more on like a smaller scale. I think Reggie's and Cobra usually have a like medium size. Right. Uh, Metro in Riviera and Aragon right. are kind of like the big name guys. Um, when you've got like a see, Pete Kitchen know. is my favorite. I was just wondering which one was your Pete favorite. Kitchen. Pete Kitchen's great. Yeah. The hideout's awesome. Empty Bottle. I'm just naming off every place I like going to. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Kitchen has the best tater tots. Also, Cobra Lounge, very good tater tots. I might be an aficionado. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is there really that much variety in tater tots? I mean, they're all yes. kind of... It depends what they put on top of them, right? It does. Yeah. What do they season the outside with? Yeah. Is it just a plain? How crispy? We're, we're, uh, we're Midwestern, Kendra. We put ketchup on them or possibly ranch. It, I don't it, put ketchup well, on a goddamn thing. I'm from Chicago. No. Oh, no. I put ketchup You're on everything. You're a monster person, huh? Because I'm Spicy English. Monster. There you go. And it also depends how drunk you are. Um, okay, well... <laughs> right okay, now, not very. Favorite, a little. Favorite bars. But favorite. Uh, you don't have to name them all. Just say who you have some of your favorites. Um, I can I, go classic with L and L. There's nothing like the L and L done on uh, Belmont and Clark. It smells like a toilet all the time. The L and L tab and the famous the, the famous serial oh, killer yeah. bar. The serial yeah, killer bar. I, I love that. John Wayne Gacy's favorite. There. Okay, great. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Where else? Um, God, it's been so long since I've been to a bar. I introduced Tom when we came in, when he came in town for that Pegboy uh, drive-in show. Mm-hmm. I, we took we went to the D-Man Tap, which was nice. Oh, oh yeah, D-Man's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 that was excellent. And we and, and we and we wasted food. our time. We we wasted our time having lunch at the original Kumas over there. That sucked, but D-Man. Oh was yeah, great. you should have just eaten all the snacks at D-Man. Yeah, we. But, uh, the other one, Neil, that we what's the oh King of Perth, right, or Queen of Perth, Duke of Perth, Perth, my favorite Scottish Duke place. Perth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Scottish joint. That's good. I haven't been there. Why do you love it? Best fish and chips in the in the city ah, on a Friday. Okay. And, so they have uh, some crazy Scottish beer that he likes. Yeah, they have they have uh, Belhaven <laughs> on draft. They have all kinds, and fa- it's incredible for whiskeys too. Yeah, it's on it's on Clark, just uh, you know, past past Wrigley, south of Wrigley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we actually came into the. We actually a friend of mine and I actually went to visit Neil in the fall once things were kind of like open before they closed back up a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because, well, like the record stores were open and stuff but like it, it was just like it was like a zombie t- there was hardly anybody downtown you know it was, it was just a saturday weird. afternoon yeah and it was yeah. nice and there was like nobody out it was strange wasn't it yeah it was it was i don't know man i hope i hope this summer we're back to full swing but we'll see i just yeah, don't know we'll i if, if if there's a lesson i learned in 2020 it's that you can't that you can't just you just don't know you know it's, it's like a, i mean i hate to say it but the year gave me a level of uncertainty like i've always lived my life in a certain way and arranged everything in a certain way to be in control of my finances be in control of everything else but then 2020 comes along and says just kind of kicks your legs up underneath you and go ha ha you know so you but. sir have a little type a in you <laughs> well we're hanging in there we're hanging in there kendra it's it's all good yeah you know you know you're right definitely and, you know, I have adult children, and I watch things they do, and it makes me insane because I can't really do anything about it. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. All right. So, let, so let's play the last song, and then we'll come back and say our goodbyes, and uh, we'll let Kendra go about her life. So she, she's got to go. She's got to work on bad copy now for two hours before she goes to bed. Well, it is funny. Right, it, is, yeah. it is funny, actually. I'm looking at bad copy right now, and, like, the last 12 things are all by her. Uh-huh. <laughs> actually that's 15 yeah the last 15 things are all by her so that's good mm-hmm. so okay this last song pink shift i've never heard of pink shift tell us about them uh so i found out about them at i think the last part of the year um they were on someone else's end of the year list and what since we were kind of low on contributor um content this year uh we always try to do contributor end of the year list as a lot of sites do and we didn't really have a great response of people saying yeah like I'll send over my list to you. We only had a few people. So I was like, well, let me just reach out to people who love to talk about themselves, bands. So I reached out <laughs> to all the bands I could think of and was like, would you like to share your list? And I believe it was um, Devin K from Devin K and the Solutions and also Direct oh, yeah. Hit who shared his list and put 
um, this specific song that we're going to play on it as just kind of like a one-off single. And I was like, who is this now? Um, Because as I'm uh, uploading things for the list and kind of getting the post ready, I try to listen to anything I don't know to expand my mind. Um, And this came on and I was like, okay, it's got, it takes off a number of boxes and um, it's a new younger band, uh, which is great, which makes me feel not old because everything, I feel like if I don't listen to consistently, you know, younger things. And I, as I keep aging, I'm going to like lose it. So I'm like, okay, how young are you? Great. Come here. Um, so, uh, so they're, they're definitely younger. They're very talented. And the one thing I didn't really put together until I shared, um, uh, either I think their band camp link or for this song, um, or maybe it was my actual end of the year list. Um, was that a number of people noted that it sounds kind of like My Chemical Romance from like their good energetic days, mm-hmm. um, which I guess it kind of does. But I, I was never a big um, MCR fan, so I was just that kind of went over my head. But it I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. So this is Pink Shift with I'm going to tell my therapist on you. <laughs> my therapist on you that might be the theme song of 2020 huh yeah no kidding (laughs) 
I'm going to tell John of Punk News on you. Uh-oh. Don't do it. Don't do it, Neil. Don't do it. <laughs> I think he's I already heard. The I, I, I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's heard the uh, episode 92 by now or whatever. So. so anyway, yeah. So uh, listen, everybody should check out Bad Copy. If it's not on yes. your, if you're not, if they're not on your Facebook feed that you should check, uh, that you check out daily, you should. The Bad Copy. Or you can go to the website, com. I guess. Yep, thebadcopy.com. Yes, and uh, is it so? Is it Bad Copy or the Bad Copy, Kendra? I swear, it's, I see it both ways. Yeah, it's Bad Copy. Everyone says the because we had to register almost everything with the because there is a band in, and I want to get this right. I think it's like. Slovenia. Um, it is. That's maybe the, not. Let me get this. That's what it the URL a, says. The URL says thebadcopy.com. It is, yeah. Um, so we call it Bad Copy, but everything's registered as The Bad Copy because there is a hip-hop trio group from Belgrade, Serbia called Bad Copy, known for their humorous lyrics and slang. Um, they want to with, wanna fuck with the Serbians. Well, I can't believe I can't believe we didn't play one of their songs. I yeah. know. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to cancel them from the internet so we can get our proper URL. Um <laughs> But it is funny because um, everything is the bad copy. We like to joke around and say the the is silent. Um, so we get the ah. name we actually wanted. Um, but I will say that uh, it's very interesting to get uh, a number of DMs like through Facebook on the bad copy um, uh, business page. And it'll be like, hey, can you check out my album? Please review it. Hey, we just put out this news. Can you please post it? And then there'll be something like, do you know there is a band called Bad Copy and they're from Serbia? And it's not your page. And I was like, yes, I'm aware. Thank you very much. And they're like, here's their music. I was like, I didn't need this. Thank you. But I get about one of those a month from someone in like broken English telling me that there is a band that's already has the name of our website. So are so they angry? Cool. Are they angry at you or are they it's, just? It's more of like informal. Like at least I'm reading it as like an informational um, transfer of data where they're like, by the way, perhaps I came to look up bad copy and I've come to your page. This is not where I wanted to be. He, here's the, where I was supposed to be kind of information. So it doesn't seem mm. mad. I think they're just trying to tell me. But, you know whatever least, the band went mia for like six years and that was when we started the website but now i guess they're back again uh, probably from all the free publicity you've given them <laughs> well yeah we also there was a point in time where if you looked up bad copy on google they came up for like five or six of the different searches and i think now we're either first or second so we've moved our way up we're getting there could be worse it could be like some weird german porno thing or something right exactly i mean it's it... <laughs> Okay. Gutenschlangen or something, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. So everybody, check out Bad Copy, and um, if you're looking to find Kendra to do some PR for your band, I know that she will work very hard for you. That is called Type A Promo, and I don't know if they just Google that or if you have a website or what. I don't. I don't know how they read. You, you um, want to get? That? You want to put that out there? Yeah. So we. Yeah, there's a Facebook um, as well. There's a website, but it doesn't really go anywhere. So just. Um, uh, Facebook.com backslash type a promo. So that should get you where you need to go. Um, also, because I can, um, and I work on multiple accounts on Facebook, you can always go to any of the bad copy posts on Facebook and look up who liked it because type a likes everything the bad copy posts. So you can always find me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Along with Kendra, probably. Of course. Yes. You got the three like system, bad copy, type A, Kendra, every post. Well, I do. I know that. I know that because I, I still do. I do news posts sometimes for new noise. Like they send me like the old punk rock stuff that the kids were. Most of the kids weren't even born when the band had their first reunion, like that right. kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, whatever pops up, I feel like, oh, yeah, give that a like. It's like me and Lisa Root, you know, it's like me and the publisher. And, right. Like, 
but it's it's all good. But anyway, yeah. Hey, thanks for talking to us, Kendra. It's been it's been a real pleasure. I hope we can catch up in the flesh here. You know, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that would be great. Any any day now. Come on, Chicago, get those vaccines. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was nice to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming on. Appreciate of it. Of course, thanks for yeah. having me. Oh, of course, you bet. It was excellent. So Neil, <laughs> do your thing. Neil has this ex- excruciatingly long sign off. I say two things. Jesus, <laughs> keep a little mark in your heart and stay free, everybody. All right. Thank Bye you later. very much. Talk to you next time. <laughs>